This is the Sister Luna Psychic Services podcast, Freaks and Geeks. That's the podcast I used <laughs> to be on the, for yeah. three episodes. This is not. This is not that. This is one that's lasted twice as long. Freaks and Geeks, that's fun. Yeah, no, it was. I'm not trying to talk shit. John's <laughs> already drinking my drink. He's going to oh. fail this test. I Well, hold on. This is another test episode because, as you likely know, the... Autumnal equinox is approaching, also known as Maybon, or the Witch's Thanksgiving. And so we're going to do the same format that we did for Lugnasad, and we're going to quiz John on how much he knows about this Sabbath. Did we actually do it? When? Today. Uh, Yeah, I said the name of the podcast. I don't know. We said the name (laughs) of a different podcast. No, I said the name of our podcast. Don't I normally say it? No. You tried last time, remember? And oh, then you got you just did it for me. Yeah. <laughs> this is my co-host, John Fowler. He's about to take a quiz. Welcome to the Sister Luna Psychic <laughs> Services podcast. Again. Yeah, you can have that one point at the top of the quiz for like when you write your name on it and they yeah. give you one point for that. The SATs? I don't know. That's American. We're, we're Canadian. We don't know. I've written tests where you get a point for writing your name on it, though. How? I mean, I was bad at school, so I took (laughs) easy kids' classes. And now I might be typecast as the hot doctor that knows everything, but once upon a time, I was a very poor student, and I almost never went to class. This is also part of why I was a bad student, was because I would talk in class and my voice carries, and then I would get in trouble. Now by your voice carries, you mean like it would get blood dumped on it and then it would shut all the doors in the prom and then it would blow up the gas station and kill everyone in the town yeah yeah that's what her voice that book is so good and truly i know that people are gonna get mad because everyone thinks the sissy space that kate perry is like a classic in some way but i really didn't like it especially after i read the novel carrie i watched that one again the original Carrie movie, and I was like, what the fuck is this? This is garbage. The new How, movie was better. With a uh, hit girl? Yeah. But not, I mean, she was good in it, but it was totally screenwritten way closer to the novel. Right, like, yeah. That's a good novel. I don't understand why you need to change it for a movie. Like, why are you basing it on a novel and you're going to change everything? I don't understand. I feel like that was, it's... I don't know. For whatever reason, like they were more willing to, to deviate from novels back then. Like, like they're more strict. You know? I think it's because the nerds have a louder voice now because of the internet. Hmm. <laughs> See, like that can be a good thing or a bad thing because I feel like famously everyone thinks the movie version of Shining. Um, <laughs> is uh better than the book. Right. Well, it is a Kubrick. That's a pretty good True. movie. Yeah. I haven't actually read the book of The Shining though, so I shouldn't yeah. talk. Well, I support Kubrick in that he decided to torture Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman for very benign reasons. Well, not benign reasons in, in Kidman's case. What? Um, so like her well, 
I mean, you're talking about eyes like that, right? Yes. But what what do you mean about Ingrid Bergman's game? I mean, like in her, like she was innocent, probably, but her parents were absolutely into some like absolute shit in Australia. Uh, um, so like, I mean, who knows what he thought of Tom Cruise and Scientology and everything? But like in her case, it was like. Eyes Wide Shut was, like, a fuck you to her parents. But that's not fair. Like, if she didn't do it, like, what? Oh, yeah, no. Like, I'm not saying it was good. I'm just saying it wasn't benign. Actually, I watched a documentary about Stanley Kubrick with uh, Trista when we lived together, and it was about... It was basically about... Future friend of the pod, Trista. Yeah. It was basically about how much of a fucking maniac Stanley Kubrick is. Yes. Yeah. And that's why he's good. That thing of the, like, terrible, egocentric maniac artist mm-hmm. being, like, a genius. I don't know. Well, and he was definitely, like, an operative of the CIA. Rude. Rude of him to do, not of you. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Sorry. But like <laughs> he did that landing footage. <laughs> wow. Welcome to this is Shrieks and Geeks. Let's do some conspiracy theories. Let's do some let's talk about more cryptids. Let's talk about ghost hunting. No. No. This is a witchier version of that. This is the Sister Luna Psychic Services podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Starchild, and today we're talking about motherfucking Mabon. All right. Okay. The Luna Conspiracy Podcast. Let's go. <laughs> Question one. When... Oh, word. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Buckle down. It's quiz time. No more distracting me with conversations. I guess, me. yeah, we set that up five minutes ago. <laughs> This is another quiz episode. When is Maybon? It is today, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? It's, uh, <laughs> as my understanding, it is the first day of fall. Um, it is... Oh, okay. Hold on. It's not the, the equinox. It is the... Day that is between, like the day that falls in between, like it, like in the middle between the solstice and the equinox. No, wrong. It is the day of the equinox. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> you had it right at first when you said the first day of fall. That was right, but then you kept talking and made yourself yeah. wrong. <laughs> How she goes sometimes. <laughs> However, I thought I would point out that a lot of people nowadays are celebrating all the Sabbaths as a season, and I'm air quotes season. I I don't know. Like, I appreciate the idea of looking at it that way, if that helps you to feel like you're aligned with the turning of the wheel as the seasons change. But also, I think it does still makes sense to acknowledge the Sabbath on the actual day that mm. it takes place, especially when it's an equinox or a solstice, because that's not a season, it's a day. 
it's a day when the the day and the night are the exact same length. So is that today? Yeah. Is in yeah Franklin. Yes, right now. Okay. Happy Maybon. So if you are listening to this, it's past. Yeah. Happy yesterday. Uh, happy belated Maybon. So who's Maybon? Who dat? Why is it called that? What does that mean? Maybon is a harvest god. You're just making this up. Yeah, but yes. <laughs> but am I wrong? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Maybon is some kind of horn deity. No, that was last time. That okay. was horn deity was last time. Remember? Right, yeah. John sure. Barleycorn. That literally turned me on to that band. Clutch. Yeah. Talking about Clutch. Run John Barleycorn Run by Clutch. Listen to it next Lamas or right after you're done listening to this podcast. Maybon song. Um, okay. So you were right. He is a god. Mm. It is a male deity. So you had that, right? Yeah. He's like a divine deity similar to Persephone, like where her like he's he's arrested for part of the year and then yeah released do godly works on the world. Essentially, he dies or is like taken captive um, at harvest, and then he like comes back. You know after when the year starts over again very similar to persephone except it's not greek so i'll give you that uh clue and then i'll ask you where is was he originally worshipped like what's the origin of that god i'm gonna say ireland close try again Scotland. nope <laughs> Wales. Yes. <laughs> Third time. Yeah. We got it. As long as it's not England. Yeah. No. Not England. Yeah. This is an anti-English podcast. <laughs> Boy. Oh my god. Okay. Side note on being anti-English. <laughs> I worked with this little, this kid who was like the cutest. He looked like he could have been in One Direction. Like just this cute little baby face. Um server when I worked at Montana's and what the fuck is happening? What are you doing? Uh fix it now. Okay. He was this tiny little English lad and I like to bug him because he was just like too cute and like nice and mm. proper and I don't know. I just wanted to bully him. <laughs> Fuck the queen. And I was like saying like he was talking about the queen and I said, fuck the queen. And he's like, oh <laughs> like he looked yeah. like surprised Pikachu. Looks so shocked. And I was like, now you say it. He's like, no, I can't. You don't understand. They won't let me back in if I say that. I can't say it. Yeah. It was really funny. I constantly fucked him. <laughs> so are we gonna 
do a, a quick fuck the queen on this recording? Well, we both just said it, so. In the abstract. Okay. What do you mean? Three, two, one. Fuck, fuck the, the queen. queen. Okay. That's uh, even. Queen. <laughs> We're talking about me. <laughs> okay, so what common holiday is like the same holiday as Maybon? I do not know of one. I literally said it earlier on this same recording. <laughs> What? I love you. <laughs> what? Thanksgiving. Oh. Thanksgiving. What? Really? Yeah, really. Okay. Really. I guess so, yeah. I guess in previous years we talked about um, hunting turkeys or pheasant. We did? Yeah. Oh, like we talked about maybe doing that ourselves. Yeah, you and I. Yeah, yeah. I still kind of want to do that at this time of year. Like, I, yeah, I want to try. Um, so, okay, why is the autumn equinox slash the witch's Thanksgiving referred to as Maybon? This is a hard one, but I didn't even know until I started looking it up. So you don't really need to answer, but you could try. Well, because they're like, when should we give thanks? And they're like, maybe on the <laughs> So, in the 1970s, some dude named Aiden Kelly was writing some he <laughs> neo-pagan literature, I guess, and he was looking for a deity that was, like, had a Saxon-sounding name that, basically, that he could name this holiday after like some fucking dude just picked it in the 70s and everyone's okay. been using it ever since without really questioning okay so this is a very like neo-pagan yeah okay. the name of it is like the right. celebration of oh, it isn't yeah. just the name being Mabon is gotcha. very yeah. 70s yeah and then because of that like when i read that i thought i think i'm gonna stop calling it that <laughs> i don't know He's not a god that I have ever celebrated or, like, I don't mm. have any relationship with him. Why would I have a whole, a whole like, holiday named after him? Yeah. Never really questioned it before. I assumed it was, like, a translation of something ra directly rather than being the name of Yeah. Learning every day. <laughs> um, he is a sun god, um, like, god of sex and stuff like that love whatever like sounds cool and uh, based on all the pictures i could find of him he's like a dime so <laughs> <laughs> a real babe a real babe <laughs> are there any sex gods that aren't like hot no of course not they're all hot Hmm. Right? Well, I mean, if you're going to make a painting of a sex god, are you going to paint him Sure, ugly? yeah, but, <laughs> but like, you don't need to be hot to have sex. No, you don't need to be hot to be good at sex either. True, yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, who do you want to have sex with? Right. No, I just think it would be funny if there was like a sex god that was just like, well, I mean, okay, here's a real life example. Uh, like meatloaf is kind of a, okay, you know, <laughs> that I, I can't know. even continue on with this because the look you gave me was just, no. No, please go on. Meatloaf. Well, he purports to be some kind of sex guy. Oh, he says that he Like, through his music, and yeah. Like, uh, yeah, no, that doesn't count. You don't get to deem yourself as the sex god. Like, well, the, the dude's got stamp. Mm, that's not everything. You would do anything for love. If you're having bad sex, do you really want it to last longer? No. That's true. <laughs> no, you don't. That's the worst. That's worse than sex that's too short. That's like, just make this end. That's actually the worst. Yeah. <laughs> right. Meatloaf. We got you. Meatloaf is no Mavon, okay? Yeah. Actually, when you pointed that out, though, I was going to say that many of the depictions of Aphrodite would not fit current beauty standards. So in that way, there is a not hot sex god. Wait, what do you mean? Well, like, she has roles and stuff. Like, I'm not saying I don't think she's hot. I'm just saying that she doesn't fit the current, mm. like, standard of perfection huh. and hotness, you know? Right. She's, you know, she's thick. <laughs> Aphrodite. Got tempo? Yeah. <laughs> You're sitting right beside me. You could look at these at any time. Okay. <clears throat> what are... Hold on. What is coming out of the seashell if not... Wet ass pussy. Clam. Yeah. The clam. That's what I mean. Yeah. With a pearl. Yeah. Yeah, I lick the pearl of the clam. And Maybe then you get a wet ass pussy. Bucket of <laughs> this is a really sexual episode. <laughs> get a bucket and a mop. Okay. Um which sim what are For some wet Aphrodite. Come on. <laughs> what are some symbols of Mabon, the holiday? What are some symbols of the autumnal equinox? Apple. <laughs> ah, yes, correct. <laughs> Have any other ones? <laughs> uh, leaves changing. That was hilarious. You're just like staring straight ahead. Apple. <laughs> you got that one. You got well, it. Okay, yeah. Like so, <laughs> these are from my experience mostly based on. So it's like apple, stone fruit, um, yeah, corn. Yeah, Mabon is often referred to as like the fruit harvest. So yeah, you're definitely on the right track as well. Grapes and well, wine. that's that's why I got these. We are drinking. This episode is sponsored by Okanagan. <laughs> what is it called? Okay. We're not getting money. It's we're just literally. We're paying. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just kidding. I was doing a fake sponsor read. We don't yeah. have sponsors. Our listeners know we don't have sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, we're drinking some peach cider. Yeah. Unnamed until they give us money. Yeah. <laughs> but Except I just already If you, it. you can probably decipher it from the information. <laughs> okay. Another symbol, okay, you said corn as one of the things that gets harvested, and that's a clue to the specific, like, the key, the main specific symbol of Mabon. Oh. 
see if you can get it. I have another hint for you if you can't figure it out. Do you want the hint? Yes. Hunger Games. Oh, wait. Rose? No. What? Is that Rose? even a thing in the Hunger Games? Yes. Where did that, what does it have to do with corn? What? <laughs> the first clue I gave you was that you were on the right track when you said corn, and then you went to Rose. <laughs> what? Badness? <laughs> no. I am very lost. Cornucopia. Oh, okay. I didn't. I was. You had to put them together. Both clues: corn, Hunger Games, cornucopia. Right. Well, there's a character in that. Poisonous rose, and he wears roses, and he eats roses. Is he made of corn? (laughs) No, but like he eats roses because he's got like. I know sores in his mouth. Yeah. Is it mouth? He has sores in his mouth. Yeah. Like bloody. He smells like blood. Poison. Cornucopia is an interesting symbol because it has both aspects of like whatever, like masculine and feminine. It has a phallic-esque look to it overall, especially on the tail end. Mm. And then it also is like a vessel. So it's really... Um, a symbol that kind of represents both of those, like that duality together in one symbol. Hmm. Cornucopia is the symbol for non, it's a non-gender conforming (laughs) pagan symbol. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which is rare, especially because most of them were decided in the 70s. And I Because I never really thought about it, but like cornucopia, copia mean? Like copious, I think. Because uh, it's like a harvest, so it's it gets filled with like all the harvest things, and it's overflowing. That's why whenever you see a picture of it, it's got like a corn sticking out, and like some grapes hanging over the edge, and like a pumpkin or something, you know, like apples. It's just like full of stuff, like overflowing. So it doesn't have to do with poverty. No, not necessarily. Okay. I think it's just an example of, it's like a way to show the abundance of the harvest. All right. What colors are associated with this holiday? Red and orange and yellow. Yeah. I mean, my notes say gold, but I feel like that counts. The same thing. Um, the fancy yellow. Yeah. Another one that came up a lot was brown, and then I wrote in brackets plum uh-huh. because I decided it went nicely aesthetically with the other colors, and since it's a stone fruit harvest, there could be plums, and mm. also grapes are purple as well. So I'm including purple. If you don't like it, you can fight me. Or if you're in Upper Canada. Where they have the proper maple trees, mm. the leaves do turn purple. Really? Yeah. Purple? Yeah. I didn't know that. I want to go there. No. No? Why? 
What? Well, all Canada is fake. But... but the purple leaves aren't fake, are they? Did you just make they're that up? They're real. Okay, well, that's what I want. I don't care about Canada. I just want the purple leaves. What? Okay, sorry. <clears throat> why Why do we celebrate on this day? Uh, to ring in the harvest. Harvest. Ring in the harvest. Let <laughs> <laughs> that blow your fucking this purple maple leaf. That's a clip art. That's not a real leaf. Oh, that okay, that is that is a purple maple. That is purple maple leaf. Right. You have to save that picture. We have to put it on the Instagram for this episode. <laughs> okay. Um. Yes, the harvest. Why else? What other reason would there be? Um. The general passage of time, the equinox being a point of passage and power. Okay. I was getting really excited there, and I thought you were going to say a point of balance. Oh, yeah, that that would have been a much better answer than <laughs> what I said. Well, that's, yeah, that's not fair. I mean, I'm the teacher, yeah. so, and you're the student, mm -hmm. so you can't feel bad because I knew the answer and you didn't. Well, anytime you got an, an equinox upon you, it's a good time to get balanced. Yeah, it is. And obviously, Maybon's a good time to be thankful if you're doing a harvest, anytime you're doing a harvest, but especially this time of year, being the witch's Thanksgiving, you should be giving thanks, mm. you know? What are some ways that people might um, celebrate or that they might acknowledge Maybon? Like, what might they do today, this time of year? Sorry, her cat is rustling something. I guess she's getting paperwork done while we're recording. <laughs> yeah, doing her taxes. Cool. So that is something we could do. Imbalance. <laughs> okay. If you were a plant witch, what would you do today? Today you would... Harvest what you could and give thanks to the earth for what it has provided you throughout the season. Yes. And you might also plant some bulbs. Mm, yeah. Some autumn bulbs. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Tulips? <laughs> I'm not very good with the um the decorative plants. Hmm. I don't know them very well. Not a plant witch yet. Well, I guess. I don't really I don't ever really categorize myself into one type of witch. Like all those things where someone makes a mood board for each different type of witch and it's like storm witch this witch goes outside when it's raining i'm mm. like what the fuck am i looking at where's all white she, her eyes turn like white when she's using her magic she levitates into the air mm. um <laughs> and then it's like you know they have ones where it's like storm witch plant witch i don't know i can't remember Ocean. Wolverine. Witch. Witch. Mm -hmm. 
Scarlet Witch. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you were right. They would make, they would harvest, and then they would also make an offering from what they harvested back like in thanks for the harvest. Witches who are really into astrology would be looking at exactly where all the planets are in terms of this equinox. Like we know that it is a moment in time where the day and night are the same length. And there's a lot of potential power to be drawn from that, but there are other aspects as well. Like planets might be, et cetera, like mm -hmm. on that equinox. Right. Other people are much better at that than me too. I should have prepared more questions. But I feel like that kind of bears out uh, outside of, like, the esoteric. Like, it's every year there's new farms. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that I'm sure you've noticed a marked drop in audio quality on this episode. That's because we are in the middle of moving into a new home and... I took the microphone, put it back into its box, and then just put it down on the table and left it at the old house. <laughs> so, been a lot going on, okay? <laughs> I almost had COVID, and then, like, I had to move the heaviest couch in the universe with just you to help, and it was hard. I almost died. I literally almost threw up when we were carrying this couch. That was like the very limit of my physical ability. But let me ask this. We are now in our new house. It is Maymon. Do you feel more balanced than you did a week ago? Oh, yes, infinitely so. Mm -hmm. But also it probably helps that we don't have internet access hooked up at the <laughs> new house yet. And... I don't have that many things on my computer, like, downloaded to listen to or watch while I'm unpacking. And one of the only things I have is the full audiobook of The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> so I've just been listening to The Power of Now and him talking about, like, you can't understand presence. You have, you can only, I can't do a German accent. Mm. But he has a German accent and he's, like, talking about how... I don't know. You can't explain it. You can't understand it, etc. I've just you, been listening to that. Understand or explain it. Um, that was almost a Werner Herzog. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Well, it's not the same voice. Werner Herzog has a very unique voice, even for a German. Yeah. <laughs> I have studied volcanoes. <laughs> Uh, if you guys haven't seen let, the... Let me tell you, I have listened to this audio of the Tower of Now. You must never listen to it. <laughs> I think he would like it. He's he like, probably he's super intense, this German guy. Yeah. I don't know. He likes to look at active I... volcanoes. Yeah. <laughs> it was a grizzly man. Was that the name of the movie? I don't know what you're talking about. His his movie about the dude that loves the grizzlies. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. I was going to say, if you guys haven't seen the Werner Herzog documentary about volcanoes, you have to watch it because it's so good. Or the uh, okay. 
The volcano one's the best. I happy people with the river flies. Quite good. Or just the Mandalorian. Watch that. That's true. Uh, the Mandalorian is the shit. He is in it. Just look up Werner Herzog. Look at pictures of him. Why? Why would you look at pictures of him? He's a documentarian. Yeah. If you want to understand him, you don't look at pictures of him. Just, he's not a model. It'll calm you down, I think, still. Like, he's got that kind of presence. No. Okay. So <laughs> many people would look up a picture of Werner Herzog and be like, oh, great, another white guy. <laughs> this makes me so calm. No. You have to watch his documentaries if you're going to appreciate him. The first time that I saw the baby Yoda, I nearly cried. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of the Volcano <laughs> documentary is the guy who, he's like talking about how he found some guy who was just still living in the town that had been evacuated from the volcano. And he said he did, tried so hard to find him and eventually he finally did. And he was just sleeping under a tree with his cat. Oh. <laughs> And he says, like, I had to wake him up in order to get this interview. <laughs> like, this guy's just fucking maxing and relaxing. All cool. Like, at the foot of an active volcano. He did not give a fuck. It was the best. It was inspiring. That guy is my hero. <laughs> you wish that you had that level of chill? Exactly. Like, that's the level of chill we should all aspire to. Just sleeping under a tree with your cat at the foot of an active volcano. Are we done the Maybon quiz? Yeah. Okay. I ran out of questions. Ooh, I should say my sources, though, because norm this time it's not just Wikipedia, everyone. To get the information I needed, I had to go deeper. I used stormandfortune.com, an article by Maddie Beal, and... Patheos.com, an article by Chris Hughes. So thanks, Maddie and Chris, because you made this episode possible. Um, should we talk about how we never really celebrated this one? I've wanted to for so long. I've been yeah. like dreaming about it. I have so many pins saved on my Pinterest of outside, like long dinner tables. <laughs> uh, yeah, next year. It's because John's a Maybon baby. You yeah. are Maybon. You're a babe. You're a sex god just like him. <laughs> it's your... Yeah, that's it. It is my birthday upcoming, and three years ago, Maddie said we were going to a Maybon party. Oh, yeah. And I lied. That's the lie. Stealthy, disgusting lie. <laughs> instead of a Maybon party, she had planned a surprise party for me for my birthday. You were turning 30. Hideous. <laughs> it was so hard to keep that secret and keep like lying because you kept asking me about it, and I'd be like, mm. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll be fine. Like, I was just about to crack every day for at least a week leading up to that. It's mm. rough. And then I put the cake in the wrong color. <laughs> yes. We, I, 
It was at like a, a bar restaurant. And, was that a brewery? Yeah. And yeah, we pulled up and the the whole the the ruse was that we were picking up like a a growler of beer from this brewery. And so we're getting out of the car and Maddie was bringing this this alleged Maybon cake. You didn't even catch on. I'm so shocked. Because at that point, like, the veil was very thin of what I was, like, covering up. I had made John a birthday cake. Well, yeah. And I brought it with me in the car to the brewery. And I was like, we just have to go to this brewery to get this beer. And he was like, okay. And then as we're going into the brewery to allegedly just pick up some beer, I'm carrying a cake. (laughs) And John literally turned around and he's like, why do you have the cake? And I was like, oh, yeah. Haha, I don't need that now. And then I just opened the door of a car and put it in and then closed the door. And I was like, okay, I'm coming. And then we went into the brewery. Wrong car. But hold on. In my defense is... you said the punchline in the middle of the setup of the jokes, you fucking maniac. Okay, it was the right. (laughs) Um... It was the wrong car. It was a random car. That's how nervous I was about throwing this surprise party. It was just like another car that was the same color. Like they're both black. And I was just like, great. <laughs> fucking opened the door. But also that person who over there just locked the door of their vehicle. So yeah. I don't know what they're doing. And they didn't take that before. We <laughs> they were, thankfully, when it was time to get the cake, it was still in there. <laughs> the car was still there. <laughs> Here's my defense. Is... I'm not used to being deceived, <laughs> and lied to, manipulated, and that day I was. And we've been going out for less than six <laughs> months too, and I threw you a surprise party. Like no one was expecting that. No, she called it. <laughs> it was very fun, very good. But while we were in there, like merrymaking with all of John's like family and friends. I sent some other people out to the vehicle to get the cake and they were taking a really long time. And I was like, what the fuck is taking them so long? What the hell's going on? And then finally they come back like all sweaty and flustered. I'm like, what's going on? Where's the cake? And they're like, I don't know. It's not in there. (laughs) I was like, what do you mean it's not in there? Of course it is. And they're like, it's not. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And so then I go with them back to the parking lot and I see the car. As soon as I got to the parking lot, I was like, fuck. <laughs> like that was when it occurred to me. I saw the car that I knew I put it into and I was like, well, and I just opened the door up again and grabbed the fucking cake out of this random car. <laughs> oh Everybody my god. kind of begs the question, like. It's a good thing it was a fondant and not icing or it would have melted. Had they driven up? <laughs> with a cake in the back seat with like a guess, really bad fondant direwolf on it that says uh, 30s no, it, was, it, was, it was very cute like it was great it, it was, was well done it tasted pretty good though it tasted very good it looked good. like shit but it tasted okay no <laughs> had they driven off <laughs> they <had done> just <laughs> eat it <laughs> you try and find because I, I don't think you could. You like, could never find whose cake it was. Yeah, it's just like, this ended up in the wrong car, clearly. But. 
Imagine if someone left a cake in your car and then on the icing it like had a threat. Oh. Instead of it just being someone else's birthday cake that got on accident and put into your car, it just said like, I'm watching you. Oh. Just like a cake with pink icing and then like blue writing icing on top. I'm watching you in the backseat of your car. I... Yeah, I, I probably, I probably would not eat it. No, I wouldn't eat it either. I'm just saying yeah. that would be a cool way to threaten someone. <laughs> well, why? <laughs> hold on. Why? Okay. It's I was, so I was, about, I was about to say, yeah, why do a cake? But it is much scarier to like. Damn, I hate this motherfucker so much. I'm gonna bake a cake. <laughs> I don't know. Something about it. And then it's like, is it poison or not? Is it delicious or is it poison? Yeah. And then that person loses either way because either they don't eat it and they lost out on like a delicious cake if it wasn't poison or they do eat it. And if it is poison, then they die or they do eat it. It's not poison. It's delicious. And then they're just even more confused about the threat. <laughs> Like, it's a lose-lose for the receiver of the threat. Well, like, there are a lot of ores there, like... Well, either it's poison or it's not. Yeah. And then they either eat it or they don't. Okay. It's not all lose, then. Yeah, because... I if think. it's not poison and you eat it, then that's good. And but wouldn't like... you be sitting there, like, take a bite, you're not sure, then you taste it and you're like, oh, that tastes normal. You take another one and you're like, wow, this is good cake. And you go for a third, and as you're tasting that third bite, you're like, this person wants me dead. <laughs> this person's watching me eat oh, this cake right now. Wouldn't that be your feelings? Well, no. But, like, it can just be fun to make death threats sometimes. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm suggesting. John and I have started watching The Love Witch. <laughs> But it's, I fell asleep. A movie. <laughs> it was like 45 minutes in and I fell asleep. And it was, so far, so good. <laughs> like, so good. I just remembered that because that kind of seems like something she might do. What are you thankful for on this witch's Thanksgiving, John? A witch. That's all? Just me? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a lovely witch in my new home, and we've got a great big garden where she can do green plant magic, and yeah, all good, all good energy, good vibes. Yeah, I'm grateful for the, I mean, I'm grateful for this lovely house, but I also am really grateful that the cat likes it so much. <laughs> A crazy cat lady, but it really just like felt so much more like home once the cat was here and she was kind of like cruising around, jumping on windowsills and stuff. I was like, yeah, this is good. And of course, my garden is beautiful. It's going off, going off. My sunflowers, the fate, the head of it was like taller than you. And then when the head started to like spread out and get all those seeds on it, it got so heavy that it like tipped mm -hmm. over. <laughs> yeah. And the pumpkin is enormous and there's so many ladybugs everywhere. You were right. It is good vibes. 
And no aphids on my fucking garden because I've got an army of ladybugs out there. The ladybugs good for garden. Yes. Ladybugs eat aphids and aphids eat your tomatoes and shit. Uh, or your weed. I like weed too. Really? Yeah. They get high? I don't think they get high. I think they just eat it. Mm. I don't know though. Maybe they do. Maybe that's why they like it so much. Like, we love the green so much. We are green. Yep. But you can do vermiculture on your, um, sorry, is that what it's called? No, I think that's when you make compost out of worms. Vermicide? Is that it? Maybe? Mm, I don't know. You can do, like, instead of using pesticides to kill your aphids, you can just, like, unleash a bunch of ladybugs on them. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they'll take care of business. Mm-hmm. Ladies get it done. Yep. Isn't it ironic though that the bugs that we know as ladybugs are actually the males? What? Like the males are more brightly red and the females are more kind of like orange. So the ones that we are like, it's a ladybug. Mm-hmm. Like the actual cartoon drawing of a ladybug is actually a male. I feel like that was the thing in uh, a bug's life. Um, probably. Yeah. They, like, they gave the ladybug, like, Betty Boop hair, but it was, like, a, like, a rough dude. <laughs> yeah. That's accurate. Yeah. All ladybugs have Betty Boop hair and are males. Yeah. Let's talk like this. Yeah. Hey, I'm a ladybug. Yeah, like, I think that was legitimately the bit. I always remembered um, ants better because that was what the communist, the proletariat uprising. <laughs> it was, uh, what's his name? The guy. No, I don't know. Jewish fellow. Oh, that narrows it down in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. The one that fucked his daughter. Oh, Penny Hall? Yes. Midnight in Paris? Yes. Um, what the fuck is his name? Woody? Woody Allen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Is it Woody Allen? No. If you watch CGI movies in the early 2000s, probably, let us know. (laughs) We are not going to look it up. Okay, well. That's the show. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. I don't know why you listen to this. There, we had a half hour of content, and yeah, then we made it to an hour. Okay, I should have like told the whole story of me on like, the actual folklore about him. Well, there's no better time than in the last minute of the episode. I don't have it all memorized, though. Okay, make it up. His mother's name was Mo- Madron or something. Hold on. Hold go, on. Go no, I have it written down. Okay. Yeah, Ma- Madron. All right. And she's like the... She's really like the Mother Earth figure, it seems like. And then she gives birth to Mavon, who is like the fruit of the harvest. You know what I mean? I think it's like one of those symbolism type mm. deals. Because 
his story arc involves his mother and himself and that's basically it you know like so that's the storyline that you're telling is like the fruit the fruit of the loins of mother earth <laughs> that's what i love to think about every time i bite into an apple <laughs> i just as i was reading it all the lore and stuff about him i remember thinking it seems like the mom is really the hero of this story like why is she mm. not the one that we're revering like all he did was be born and like exist and then get captured <laughs> like, he really didn't do much at least the mom like went through the labor to have him the a real mabodipus situation okay anything else about the story mm, no i don't know it seems less problematic than a lot of the like greek folklore I don't remember anyone getting raped or anything like that, so pretty good. Well, thanks, guy in the 70s who decided to make the... Aiden Kelly. Thank you, Aiden Kelly. <laughs> or this holiday that you renamed or reclaimed or... I would not call it reclaiming because if you think about it, it's really actually more of a um, colonialist like right. take on it because he just picked a random deity that had a Saxony name. Like, Wait, so what? Hold on. I don't think we actually got into what are the other names called? Um, I don't know. I don't know that it actually really had like a proper name before, which is why that name stuck so long. Gotcha. It's just that it's the equinox. Autumn. Yeah. I guess the other name for it would be Autumn. Yeah. <laughs> I love Autumn. Yeah. Fall. Well, consider Autumn. And other, like in most parts of the yeah. world, yeah, it's like Autumn, Autumnal. And then in. North America, we're like, we call it fall because leaves fall down. <laughs> Thank you, leave for fall down. <laughs> Actually, there are so many good quotes about fall and autumn. Like F. Scott Fitzgerald says, everything or life starts over when it gets crisp in the fall. That's so good. And there's also like a lot of writing that's been done about the symbolism of falling leaves and how they teach you how to let go and like submit to needing a fallow time or letting go of things that no longer serve you. And That is hmm, interesting because I, I feel like, um, you know, the idea of Thanksgiving and things by I guess the covalence to that is, is that as you're holding on to things is you're recognizing the things that you need to let go of well that's the one of the I mean not to sound like one of those people one of those like spiritual leaders or whatever mm. <clears throat> but I would say that one of society's biggest problems now spiritually is that we refuse to acknowledge death and release and letting go and fallow times as being that is even existing. 
for being something that's worth acknowledging. Like nobody ever wants to let go of anything ever. Like the clinging to everything is so intense. Clinging to your material possessions, clinging to the people around you, clinging to your beliefs, clinging to everything incessantly, especially to your life. Even if it's utterly miserable, people are profoundly afraid of change. But if you don't let go of the shit you're carrying that's not helping you, then you don't have any space to carry the things that are going to help you. You know? Mm -hmm. It reminds me of that little piece I wrote about how people put plastic flowers on roadside, like, memorials in an effort to deny, like, the reality of death, basically. Hmm. Death is so secret. It's, like, so hidden here, especially in, like, the Western world. I don't know. People don't even have funerals anymore. They have celebrations of life, which is just utterly the most bullshit thing I've ever heard in my life. If I die and somebody throws me a celebration of life I'm going to come back and fucking haunt the person responsible for that haunt the shit out of them like not in a cute way where it's like oh I'm thinking about you it's gonna be like terrifying like poltergeist shit what uh what's your funeral black if you come to the location of my funeral and you're not wearing black you can go fuck yourself you're not allowed to come you're not invited go away Black only. Yeah, yeah. Wearing, black, uh, black, I'm, black. I'm wearing black and black and black suit. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. And you have to cry a lot. Everyone better cry. Well, they can't tell I'm wearing the veil. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I want, at my funeral, I want, like, heart-wrenching eulogies. Not, like, light and funny with, like, some jokes and cute. Like, remember when this? Huh? So cute. And I want, like, everyone's heart is being fucking ripped out. It's down home. Hmm. And they're wearing black. <laughs> because people need that. Like, they need to have space and opportunity to mourn. It's so frowned upon to have any type of negative emotions unless it's like righteous anger nowadays so yeah my funeral is going to be a space for crying and mourning and being sad and angry and horrified and all these like emotions that we refuse to feel all the time i want mine to be a roast you want us to eat you no no no. like i i want like a for people to heckle me. If you put that in your final wishes, I'm literally gonna take like a beaker full of yellow liquid labeled piss and pour it onto your grave and walk away. It's a good roast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening. If you come to my funeral, wear black or else. Uh, Sister Luna says, Take time to be thankful for what you're harvesting at this time of year. 
And remember to acknowledge and use the power of the equinox to bring yourself and your life into greater balance. And remember, in order to achieve that balance, there will be things that you will need to let go of. So try to do so with intention and grace. Blessed be and happy equinox.